college football. Need I say more? You're listening to That's What She Said Sports. Hey everybody, I'm your sports chick Nicole Monique, and joining me, the best looking co-host next to Ryan Seacrest, my boy BG. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> and Steven Strasberg too. I look better <laughs> right. than him too. <laughs> right. Well B, we back like Peaches and Herb. How you feel? Oh my gosh, Peaches, where you been? Where you been, Peaches? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, well folks, we are glad to be back. Uh, we're so excited about starting back. That's what she said, sports. We know you all have missed us. Thank you all for the well wishes. Thank you all for just reaching out. Thank you for just constantly, every day asking. Um, we'll talk more about that, obviously, in later shows. As you can hear, I'm dealing with some lovely allergy issues that we have here in Atlanta. Um, it's also <laughs> Liberty Weekend. My boy is on the grill. B, how's your meat? Yes, I had to go there. My- yeah, the meat is doing good. You know what I'm saying? You know, cause <laughs> you, 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 you got to do your meat slow. You know what I mean? You don't want no quick meat. You know, right. <laughs> you got to do your meat slow. Yeah, um, just like that. <laughs> well, hey, look, we want to talk about some college football. Obviously, there's a lot of games this weekend. I want to break down the top five games. We'll get to your game and your team uh, later on. But let's start out with some BYU versus LSU. LSU blew them out B, 27-0. They they allowed negative five rushing yards. Um, That was all that was allowed by LSU's defense. The fewest rushing yards allowed since October 1982. That's when LSU held Ole Miss to a school record of negative 50 yards. So now B, Coach Ed from LSU has won seven games, and they've all been in double digits. Has basically, has LSU moved on from less miles? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's still, you know, marriage made in heaven. I don't think, you know, the papers are signed and final. You know what I mean? I, I think there's still a little bit of that uh, jilted lover syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about BYU. It's not like it was an SEC game. So, you know, I, 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 don't, know that, <laughs> I don't know that we want to go there just yet. You okay. Know? So, <laughs> so what you're saying is simmer yeah, down so. now, simmer down. Semadana, because you know, I mean, straight up, I mean, the ink is still wet on the paper. You know what I mean? Right. That divorce ain't right. final yet, so you know, you, you still got babies crying, the whole nine. So, you know, let's so just, you would let's be more impressed if LSU could do this to, let's say, I don't know, uh, in, in Arkansas, uh, a Mississippi State, or would you still need them to do this to basically Bama, and then you'd be like, okay, I, I see it. Right. You know, I, I ain't sold. You know what I mean? That first slice of cake was a little dry, you know what I mean. So I'm gonna give you a second chance. Okay. You know what I mean. When you give me when when you give me the second slice of cake, you know I want it the way I deserve it. You know what I mean. I need it moist. I need it with a lot of flavor. The whole nine. We're talking about BYU. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's like playing, you know, the high school B team. Wow. I mean, okay. let's just keep it real. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for real though. Yeah. I because mean, BYU – do we even know what conference BYU is? You know what? Never mind. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> Don't, All right. Let's not even go there. Well, our number four team on the list is Tennessee versus, versus Georgia Tech. As you know, B, they play tonight. Both teams are trying to get back to championship level. Um, they're going to be right. playing at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta. Uh, Tennessee, ben. you know, they have, a, they have a proven as far as their running back, John Kelly. 
um, can do some things. Uh, Georgia Tech's returning two starting receivers. They have a really good run offense. Who do you see winning this game, or who has the leg up on this game? You know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Something tells me that the upside of things tick in Georgia Tech's favor. Okay. And the reason why is because although, you know, as we know, being here locally, you know, there's some controversy as to who the starting quarterback is going to be for Georgia Tech. Right. However, that system, if you can run it in confidence, then you got something. You know what I mean? Versus Tennessee and their pro style, you know, losing to Josh Dobbs, you know, the rocket scientist, and then having to try and get things back together. It's going to be interesting, but again, my money is on tech. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my money on Tennessee because they have two receivers, um, two promising young receivers, Jennings and Wolf. So I'd like okay. to see, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. So I'm going to put my, yeah, prom- put my money on the balls. Good. Promise is good. So put your promise where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. The number three yeah, let's, game. Let's renew these talk... push-up vows. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you, you that know, orange crush. I'm going to put 10 on it? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to put five on that orange crush. Okay. All right. Okay. It's all there. It's all like hot butter popcorn. All right. Well, our number three game is West Virginia versus Georgia Tech. West Virginia. Uh, 24, Virginia, excuse me, I said Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, where Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech won the game 31 to 24. Uh, Virginia Tech's quarterback, George, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, let me say it 10 times, passed for 235 yeah, yeah. yards and ran for 101 in the Hokies win over West Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tech is going to be tough to beat, I think, in the ACC. Um, what did you think with looking at them over the weekend, B? You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this much, and, you know, a lot of people would probably, you know, look at me with scowled eyebrows, but Virginia Tech is back, man. Josh Jackson is the truth. He's for real. He's the real deal. Yeah. Although that game was a very good game, it was a defensive game. You know, the kid uh, for uh, West Virginia, the transfer from University of Florida, had to sit out a year. He didn't do a bad job, but, I mean, you know, he, he's just not that dude. You know what I mean? Josh, Josh Jackson is clearly an athlete. You know, he has command of that offense. You know, however, the thing that surprised me, though, is Beamer Ball prided themselves on special teams. And I didn't really see, you know, the special teams play like uh, a typical Virginia Tech team. Mm-hmm. However, they won the game. And although it was a close game, it really wasn't close, you know, by way of the play on the field. Virginia Tech pretty much handed them their hat. You know, it just so happened that West Virginia scored. Right. You know, but uh, Virginia Tech is going to be a force to be working with, man. Josh Jackson, that kid is, he's special. He's real special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. Josh Jackson, I don't know why I can't say his name. See what happens when you sound like Wheezy Jefferson. Uh, he, he's right. definitely going to be the kid Moving to look on out up. for. Now, would you say, would you put him on the Heisman list, or is it just way too early? Way too early. Way okay. too early. Okay. Because, I mean, he's he's an athlete for sure. He ran the ball well, and the passes that he made were great passes, sometimes in a very tight window. So, I mean, he has all the attributes, but, you know, one game does not a Heisman make. Right. Right. Well said, my friend. Well said. 
All right. Well, let's I, talk know, about I, the number I, I two game well of the week. I kind of be well spoken of myself, you know. <laughs> let's talk about the number two game of the week. Obviously, a game that I was uh, looking forward to. Michigan versus Florida. Michigan did win 33-17. Um, you know, we like to say w- be a win is a win, even an ugly win. This is definitely an ugly win. Uh, Michigan linebacker right Devin Bush was nearly tossed for targeting. This is the first play of the game, and we already had controversy. Right. I was like, gee whiz, Wolverines, right. come right. on. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It was one of those games where – we won, but man, I saw we got a lot of issues. There's a lot of things we have to work on, specifically that quarterback, um, Wilton Speed, Spate, whatever. He has to stop right. throwing the ball. I mean, he was overthrowing the ball like number four. He had two brutal interceptions. And my bottom line is he need to shape up or get benched. And I know people are saying it's Ooh. just one game. Yeah, but these, these games are critical when it comes to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. What did you see, B? That um, that maybe had you scratching your head or just kind of figuring out how did Michigan even win this game? Because I'll be honest with you, there were some times where I was I was kind of like I can't believe we're winning this game. Yeah, I mean, you knew that Michigan was young. However, it's a hardball team, so you didn't <laughs> expect for some of the mental errors to take place as they did. Uh, Devin Bush and the targeting thing that that's kind of questionable. Um, me personally, I like the aggression, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you have to send a message to the offense. Okay, if you're going to put the ball out there to a receiver, then I'm going to make that receiver think twice. I'm okay with that. You know, I really am. The targeting was questionable. I think it depends on the angle that you had, taking a right. look at it. But the quarterback position, that's a shocker. You know, you're talking about an NFL quarterback, coaching quarterbacks, and you got that type of play. Yeah, that that to me is yeah that that's that's a shocker. That's a shocker. You know you the know, running back Ty Isaac. He's a fifth year senior. You know he was decisive. He helped when it was critical when we needed him. But I still felt like the team came out and they were just. Like every other play, they're kind of trying to figure out what they were doing. And I, this is not the Michigan team that I'm used to. And it was just kind of disappointing because right. this is not the kind of team that's going to beat a Michigan State or Ohio State with that attitude. They have to be more consistent. And, you know, right. I felt like, you know, a lot of this had to do with the coaching. I don't know if you, maybe you saw that too. We'll talk more about coaching when we talk about the, the, the next game. But how critical right. is coaching be when you think of college football? It's very, it's very critical because I mean, you know, the a college coach, especially if you're at a big time university, mm-hmm. you definitely want to be able to put kids in a position to be successful. If they don't execute, that's one thing, but you at least have to put them in a position to be successful, and that falls squarely on the coach's shoulder. Now, in Michigan's case, you know what I mean, not not to to give them an out here, but we are talking about the first game of the season. You know, and it w- which was a very huge game. Right. You know, the you know, Gators aren't, you know, a cupcake to start your season with. So, you know, was there a little bit of, you know, first game jitters there? You know, was there a little bit of issues with the youth movement? Were there some coaching flaws? All of the above. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah. However, 
you know, we don't need to circle the wagons just yet. It's just the first game. And and trust me, I'm trying to calm down, but you know, expect, expectations are always high when you think of right. certain teams, which leads us to our number one game over the weekend when we talk about high expectations. Your team, Florida State versus Bama. Um, the score, the final score was 24-7. Um, we have to talk about Alabama's defense. They had two new starting defensive ends, three new starting linebackers, and they, dis- they didn't miss a beat. It's like the whole team could have been brand new, and it would have been like you were looking at the team from last season to the season before. I mean, the Knowles managed 250 total yards, 40 on the ground. Uh, their quarterback, DeAndre Francois, was sacked three times and hit on virtually every drive. As we all know, Francois, unfortunately, is out for the season. But it was just one of those games where you were like, how does Nick Saban do it? How, how does he keep doing this? And because of this, Nick Saban is now 11-0 against his assistants, uh, Jimbo Fisher. So, B, I'm, I'm going to let you have the floor because I know this is a big game for you and your Knowles. And um, kind of <laughs> give us an overall assessment of what you think about the game. First off, Florida State did not play Alabama. They played New England Patriots. Let's, let's just get that <laughs> clear, first and foremost. So, had they played another college team, the outcome would have been a lot better. Right. Man, uh, you know, I don't like Saban. You know, and I think everybody who's been long-time listeners of you and I already know that. I'm not a huge Saban guy, but I have to respect what he's doing there at Alabama. You can't recruit the kind of players that he recruits and not recruit the players that will work for you. It's, I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. When you have players that will run through a brick wall for you, you see the evidence in a program like Alabama. Now let's 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 get down up underneath the foreskin of this thing. Uh, on defense, what you have in the defense coordinator is someone that knows Jimbo Fisher very well. He's worked with Jimbo Fisher not only uh, LSU. He's also worked with Jimbo Fisher as you know the defense coordinator during the national championship year okay. with uh, famous James Winston. So. Does he know some of the tendencies of a Jimbo Fisher offense? Absolutely. Okay, well, BG, why are you going over there? Because, I mean, you're, like, totally off the beaten path. No, I'm not. The other side of that is is that if you are a Florida State team, you must block. The name of this game is blocking and tackling. Now, if you block, that's a part of your execution. If you can – Leave your quarterback right for that 24 seconds, 37 seconds, or however it needs for him to get that pass off or that route to develop. Absolutely. Now, much to the chagrin of the Seminoles, why don't you run the ball? You have two horses that are five-star recruits. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Jock West Patrick and Cam Akers. Run them like they're their own scholarship. Run them. That's what they're there for. Cam Makers, I love him to death. He's, he's only a mini version of Dalvin Cook. However, for me, you run number nine, Jacquez Patrick. You let him wear a defense down. That big body, eventually they'll get tired of trying to tackle him. Then you go up top. Pass the ball too much. At the end of the day, Bama was the better team. 
Bama sustained, and they made the least mistakes, period. Right. At the end of the day. Now, you minimize the mistakes, then we got a game. But the mistakes are there, Bama capitalized because that's what New England Patriots do. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, and I'm just like you. You know, it's one of those things where Nick Saban drives me nuts, but I have to give the man respect. Um, and yeah, it just man. seemed like, you know, Florida State just couldn't get it. Now, let me ask you, DeAndre Francois, he's out for the season. They're talking about he could possibly come yeah. back in the spring. Um, what does this do to the Knowles right now? I, I mean, at this point, uh, there's a huge question mark. Um, my thoughts are on DeAndre Francois because, you know, a torn patella tendon is definitely a serious issue. Right. Uh, I just really sincerely hope that he can come back and continue his, his college football career. So it's not career-ending, uh, it's just season-ending right now, as far as your thoughts. Uh, it, it could very well be career ending for him. You know, um, you're talking about a kid who, you know, can, when the pocket breaks down, you know, he can get out of harm's way. Um, you know, now you got a bad wheel, which now torn patella tendon is in the same category as an ACL or MCL. Okay. You know, you don't really get back to really full strength. Right. Until the year thereafter. So once he's healed and get back on the field, that's not going to be his telltale year. It's the year thereafter, which will be the telltale year to whether or not, you know, he's going to get back to playing football the way that he knows and loves to do. Now, the other side of that coin is, is that Florida State has three scholarship quarterbacks behind him. One being a junior in Constantino, who we did not see touch the field. Now, for me, that's a head scratcher. Right. Because I'm thinking to myself, if you've been in the Jimbo Fisher offense, then you are the next man up. But this kid, Jenkins, uh, from Glade Central, who, like, won all of the camp awards that he went to um, his senior year in high school, is supposed to be, you know, the cat's meow. So we'll see. Now, here's what we have to think about. Here's the type of thing that kind of puts us in a position of head scratching and, you know, are the Seminoles going to at least make a BCS bowl mm-hmm. or make a, a championship bowl? We're right. not even talking about the playoffs or anything like that because you're talking about a pro-style offense with a true freshman, the first true freshman to start a quarterback for a Florida State team in 30 years wow 30 of them yeah Yeah. so i mean i'm a little bit antsy because i want to see okay he's a true freshman should i just keep saying that or should we just let him mature and grow up on the field and do his thing i mean it's it's you know it's it's a mixed bag of emotion lucky for him he has university of louisiana monroe coming to town next week and hopefully he can cut his teeth there because thereafter you got the mighty hurricanes coming from down south. That'll be right. at Doe Campbell Stadium. And they will be causing a ruckus because <laughs> their quarterback looks great. Well, it's kind of like what you said, B, <laughs> to me. You know, don't circle the wagons just yet. Um, it was game one. Obviously, with what I was going through with Michigan and what Florida State was going through are two totally different things. I just got a quarterback who feels like he's playing at North Cobb High, whereas your quarterback is actually hurt. 
but mine is playing like he's hurt. I need him to step up to the plate. So, you know, I'm sorry. Did I put that out there? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> what kind of injury does he have? <laughs> but so, but like you said, we'll kind of, I think it's, you know, we'll see like the first two or three games, like you said, what it's going to look like the future as far as for Florida State. Because, you know, Jimbo Fisher, now he can pull some stuff out of his hat now. You know, he's he, he been around the block, so you, you can't sleep on him. You know what, Peaches, and that's why I love you, because you, you come up with some of the, the, the best points. I mean, golly, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> you know what? I just echoed the same sentiment in my own brain on yesterday. Now, if Jimbo is truly the quarterback whisperer, right. this is going to be his true test. Exactly. You know? Now, this Jenkins kid, now, don't get me wrong. I, I take nothing away from him. You know, uh, Glade Central is not a huge school, so they don't play, you know, any of the, the national talent. Let's, let's, let's not get it twisted. Right. However, he's 6'5", 185 pounds. That's a string in the wind. So you're going to have to be able to do something with this kid and do it quickly. Now, if he's strong, if he has this arm that everybody talks about, then he's going to have to have a quick trigger. Otherwise, he will be a pretzel very, very soon. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just excited. I, that's just keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited. College football season is here. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of good football left. Let's not just get. Let's not just hand over the trophy to Bama. How about we not do that? Um, I hear a lot of people out there, oh, well, Bama, they're going to be number one. Okay, again, it's week one. Anything can happen. We saw that with Florida State with DeAndre Francois. Anything can happen. So just kind of hold on to your horses, folks. we got a lot of football left. With that, we are coming back with our beasts and busters because, as always, with our beasts, yes, we're talking about those who did their thing over the weekend. Um, without a doubt, you know, this is one of those guys be – we hate to have to give it to him, but we're going to because we have respect for the game. Nick Saban, uh, proving year after year why his team is the Alabama Roll Tide. So, you know, you got to give it to Nick. He's doing his thing. And can I just say, did that man, does he drink from the Fountain of Youth? Nick Saban does not age. Is it just me? Or he looks the same year after year? Well, I mean, he's had that same look even back when I was younger. Yeah, Satan, Satan doesn't age. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Um, our next beast we got to give it to Houston's J.J. Watt uh, who has raised 15 million now he remember he came on the scene he said obviously it helped those who are devastated uh, with uh, Hurricane Harvey at first it was like 6 and it was 10 million now this mug has raised 15 million he has trucks loaded and he's headed to help people so just like on the field J.J. Watt he makes things happen and what I love and so appreciate about him B is it wasn't just I'm just going to raise money and hand it over to the Red Cross no I'm going to load trucks. I'm going to go door to door. I'm going to hand these supplies out, and you got to give it to them. Oh, man, that's, that's some serious, serious philanthropic efforts there, man. I, I love JJ for that, and I love him even more that I have his uh, little brother on my team. I'm just saying, sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. and JJ's yes. doing his thing. JJ's a baller. Also, <laughs> also, folks, we want you to know, too, here at That's What She Says Sports, we're doing everything we can as well for Hurricane Harvey. We are collecting money and donations, especially donations for babies and kids. So just kind of keep that in mind. 
Um, we're collecting for babies and kids, things like diapers, formulas, wipes, and you have kid clothes. Obviously, if you have clothes for adults, we'll take those as well. Um, there's another group out there called um, I Support Girls that is collecting uh, bras, gently used bras, or things for like feminine hygiene, pads, and things like that. So we're collecting all that, and we'll be dispersing that over the next couple of weeks. So just want to put that out there as well. Um, B, you had one. You talked about Cam Newton's little brother. Go ahead and talk about that. Yes, man. He is the starting quarterback at Howard University, HBCU, HBCU in the house. Yeah, this kid, now he didn't throw for a gang of yards, but he ran for almost 200 yards in a win over the mighty UNLV running Rebels. Wow. How big is that, man? How big is that? So hats off to the kid. You know, he didn't, he could have gone to anywhere in the country, Auburn, Georgia, you name it, but he decided to go to Howard University. And, man, just balling out of control. I can appreciate that for sure. You know, and that's interesting because I don't even remember, like, reading about that. And I always wonder where his brother's going to go. So it's cool to see that he landed, like you said, at Howard, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal HBCU. If you're not familiar with the HBCUs, I definitely would say Google. Um, And you'll see Howard is one of the top HBCUs out there. Google University. Awesome, awesome. All right, so just like those beasts, it's now time for our busters. Boss of boss. Yeah, yeah, man. Did you hear that? You, you know, hear but that? you know what? Yes. You, you, you got to take the good with the bad. You got you have to. to. You know what I mean? Just if somebody to. was a beast, there's always a buster. Right. So with that, we had crowned Nick Saban, the buster. We got to give your boy Jimbo Fisher his bust award. Um, B, yeah. you want to speak yes, on this? Yeah. Because... Okay, okay, can I just talk about Jimbo? Looked like he didn't shave before the game. I had never seen him look that rough. Oh, when man, they were he interviewing him, horrible, I was like, what happened to Jimbo? Oh, my gosh. Like, Jim just woke up and came to the game. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, let's go ball. Right, like, really, right. Jimbo? I mean, God, he do. I mean, he, he looked like, man, and, and y'all have to forgive me, man, you know. Y'all know I'm not racist, but he looked like a white man's Grady from Sanford and Son. I'm just saying, <laughs> with all that white stuff, <laughs> all that white stuff on his face, man. Like, ah, uh, Lee Jumbo, really? Uh, yeah. A shave? I mean, you know. Yeah, hurt. Jumbo didn't care. Nice Jumbo was shave. like, take me as I am. Yeah. yeah, man, but I think he's a buster for leaving my dirty in there for so long. I mean, the game was already over and won. There was right. nothing they could have done. You leave him in, and he gets hurt. You know, and, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. Y'all, y'all you know, I, I know y'all ain't going to like it, so y'all can haze me up on Twitter or whatever. That's fine. But at the end of the day, apologies only mean something when it wasn't intentional. Mm. Don't be apologizing to this kid and telling him you love him because you made the decision to keep him in there. I don't care how much of a competitor he is. At some point, you have to be the head coach. You have to be the adult in the room to say, no, nah, man, we got a bigger goal for you. Right. You know what I mean? So now this kid is injured. We don't know what the future is going to hold for him. Thanks, Jimbo. Thank you. Thank you a lot. <laughs> Buster. Wow. Okay, our next Buster, Jacksonville's Executive VP of Football Operations, um, Tom Coughlin, says the Jags weren't interested in signing Kaepernick, claims they did their research. Uh, okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, Tom Coughlin. To to me, I read yeah. that like it's like the least popular kid in school 
telling one of the prettiest girls in school, I don't want to date you. Really? Okay. Yeah. I need you to come yeah. back with another one, Tom Coughlin, because that was just ridiculous. I, know, man. I mean, what is wrong with Tom Coughlin? I mean, is there too many birthdays? I mean, really? I mean, what's I, going on? It's I, like every time they take a camera in front of the NFL, face. That mug keeps a job, doesn't he? And, and I don't get it. I really don't yeah. get it. I don't. And I mean, this is his second rodeo with the Jaguars. It's like, dude, right? How did you do that? You got some naked pictures of the Jaguar personnel. <laughs> I mean, what? Right, right. Um, next, Wilton Speed, uh, the quarterback from Michigan, <laughs> I had to get on again. Don't do you it. Need to, uh, don't I'm gonna do put it, it like pieces. this: Peaches, don't do it. Peaches, yeah. please. You need Peaches, to stay woke. You don't do it. You got to stay woke. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. For me and Child is gonna be stay woke. Stay woke. Um, because that performance on Saturday was mediocre at best, and, and that's and that's not going to get us to win Michigan State, to beat Michigan State, or to beat Ohio State because I'm, I'm because I I'm, I'm running out of excuses. Someone's got to give. So I don't care Peaches. if Jim Harbaugh has to, go, has to go out there and throw the ball. Somebody's got to do something. But Peaches, you got old corn. You got old corn. Mm. You got old corn. You yeah. got old corn. Well, oh, I'm sorry, my fault. Yeah, some someone's got to give. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a circle of wagons uh, already. <laughs> I know, right? Giddy up already. Yeah. Something's got to give. All right, so Man. B, you know, it, you know, we've had the training wheels off for a while. Um, again, like I said, it's, it feels good to be back. Uh, how, how was it for you? Peaches, where you been? Where you been, Peaches? <laughs> Peaches you know been on I mean? mommy duty. As a lot of people know, her, um, I, I think. Man, let me tell you. Last time we talked, her little boy was here. just born, and now he's two. Can you believe that? Yes, he is. He's all the way two, too. Yes. All the way two. Yes. Yes. Pure boy with it. Yes. Don't get him out there in that water. Very much him, so. You know what I'm saying? Take take Michael Phelps' record. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he's definitely he's getting definitely his Michael Phelps on. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it feels good you know, to be man. so good it to does, hear your voice. Man. Um, this is going to be an awesome like football season, time. and you know we're going to have a lot of different sports to talk about. Obviously, um, in future shows, we'll be talking about Atlanta United, our soccer team here in Atlanta, and right on, um, right on. just just a lot of good things happening, big things happening. So we're really excited to be back. Thank you all again for loving us like you do. Um, remember, you can catch us on Spreaker. You can also catch us at BarnBurner.ca and BackSportsPage.com. Um, of course, you can catch us on our website at TWSSports.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at TWSSports. B? At Big BG, the number one. And uh, hit us up. Let us know um, what's going on in your world, how you felt about the first weekend of college football, what you're thinking about the NFL right around the corner. And as always, B? You know, I love the NFL. That's like criminal time. Well, my time in the city. <laughs> hey, folks, you know we love you. You know how we do it. <laughs> Till next time. Till next time, folks. <laughs>